ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another Disjunctive Confusion Thursday Night Hangout. Yo! It is good to be here on this holiday Thursday as we come out of the permafrost that was the polar vortex of doom and death. Indeed. Now, I do I do want to pause, and uh, prayers and thoughts are with all of those individuals who had loved ones who unfortunately uh, got super slammed in the northeast of the U.S., and many of those people lost their lives, and so mm -hmm. thoughts and prayers with them. Uh, but ladies and gentlemen, we give you this gift, this final gift of 2022. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the third. I am your host, Charlie, and I am joined once again by the prolific cover himself, Zelius. This is the Thursday Night Hangout. This is a live show where we try our best to cover the topics most important to you. So if at any point during the show you have any topics, questions, opinions you'd like to share with us, please do by dropping it in the chat. If we unfortunately, Indeed, Charlie will enjoy telling you how you are wrong. Sometimes, uh, if we do unfortunately run out of time for your topic or question, we will add it to the first show of 2023. Um, I do want to state that, ladies and gentlemen, this will be our 41st show of the year. Um, so that's not bad. That's not bad. How many? How many? Weeks are in a, a year? 52. 52. So we missed 11. That's they not bad. Think, they consider things like Thanksgiving. You know, stuff happens with life and families. Vacation, Thanksgiving, some illnesses, some scheduling conflicts. That's not bad at all. I'll, I'll take it, sir. I'll Indeed. Take it. Indeed. So, ladies and gentlemen, um, Happy holidays. Um, hopefully everyone got what they wanted for whatever holiday. What about you, sir? Did you get anything exciting for your holiday? So um, <laughs> I, I got something that, I, that I've had my eye on uh, for a while, and that's basically, it's called a massage gun. And basically, it's, it's basically kind of like a, a, a portable handheld, like, massager that's got, like, different attachments on it. So you could try to, like, you know, massage aches and pains in your body. So especially for me, like my, my shoulders and my, my neck. So I, it's like a wand kind of, it's like a massage wand. Yeah, right? basically. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. My dad actually got one and he's like twice your age. Congratulations. I need it. So I got that. And then also I did want to, uh, to not only did I get these, but I also want to recommend them. Uh, there's a couple of manga out there that I highly recommend. Um, Ooh, the nice. first one is called, uh, solo leveling. Um, it's a little bit more expensive than your your normal manga, simply because it's all in color. Uh, but yeah, it's... I don't. I mean, I don't. I know I don't get a lot of manga, but I don't remember a lot of them being like in full color. There's not. There's not. Okay. Um, um, but it is. It is solid. It's basically. It's yet again an, another example of uh, a storyline where you have the weakest uh, hero who yeah. basically um, through some weird twist of fate gains an ability to become now one of the strongest. Uh. Actually, it reminds me a lot of an anime uh, that I, of course, can't remember off the top of my head, uh, and I'll have to look it up. But uh, that's a solid one. And then uh, the other one that I picked up uh, is called Kaiju Number 8. Actually, I didn't pick it up. I was gifted it. Uh, okay. Kaiju number eight. Uh, this one is black and white, so it is cheaper. So, like the the colored, like uh, solo leveling. I think. Let's see here. Uh, it's twenty bucks, where the Kaiju number eight is is ten bucks. So it's nice. ten ten extra dollars for the color. And then um, I didn't get this for Christmas, but I also want to recommend it since I'm recommending uh, manga right now. Uh, there's one called Noragami, the Stray God. Um, I got the first and second omnibus for myself. It was a self-gift. Sometimes that is needed. Indeed. Now, I heard the tragic news that Zelius was unfortunately unable to get his pair of socks for Christmas. So my sister-in-law actually pointed out after you all unwrapped our gifts that, like, John, you didn't get a pair of socks. What is going on? And I have to say it's because I went down the rabbit hole of darn tough socks. So I get like one or two pairs like every Christmas and now I have sufficient numbers and 
they are like the bomb. If you need socks, do yourself a favor. I know I sound like a total shill. Charlie knows I've tried many varieties of socks because I have a way of putting holes in socks they would not believe. Um, and there's just something about the darn tough socks. You know, it's got the name, but it's actually true. Um, just be careful, though. If you get them like off of Amazon, there are many, many, many counterfeits on Amazon. So you have to kind of be careful of what you're getting. Um, but I'm excited because I got one of those all-in-one like air fryer oven, toaster oven thingamadoodle jiggers. Um, and I've already used it like every day for every meal and it's been stupendous. Wunderbar. Just make sure you clean it. Well, it's like much easier, turns out, to just air fry like, for instance, that was leftover pizza for like five minutes in the air fryer than turning on the oven, waiting for it to heat up. Yep. You know, it's a lot of work. I mean, yep. not a lot of work, but it's just a lot of extra wasted, really heat and everything else with your oven. They yep. got a little magic device and it just does it quickly. So, yes, it's truly the adulting. Indeed. Okay, so uh, let's get into some stories, shall we? There's holiday stories. Do they involve snowmen? Close, but no. Okay. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, the first one I want to bring to your attention, and I'm pretty sure that the vast majority of the gaming community already knows this, but just in case you don't, there is going to be a BlizzCon 2023. Um, Can I do it on my cell phone? Kind of like Diablo Immortal? I, You know, I'm sure that they'll have the virtual ticket. I think that's kind of like a mainstay now. Hmm. Um. I'm not, let's see, what would they be announcing, though? Probably some new expansion, or, I mean, new map and character for Overwatch 2? I think a lot of it will be about Diablo 4. I wouldn't be surprised if they actually have, like, you know, the gameplay stations for Diablo 4. Yep. Um, because you already have the beta testers who were able to not show live action, um, they had action given to them by Blizzard. They're allowed to show, but they're allowed to talk freely about the game. So I would not be surprised if there's more information about Diablo 4 and the classes and all that stuff. Um, yes, you would hope with Overwatch 2 that they would talk about new maps and heroes and all that stuff. Um, yeah. Oh, World of Warcraft. Well, they just did, released an expansion, Dragonflight, for right. um, World of Warcraft. So I can't imagine there'll be a whole lot of discussion about future expansions because that's probably two years out. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, like, I mean, it's one of those things where there used to be a lot of excitement over BlizzFest or BlizzCon. BlizzCon, yep. Um, and, you know, think about the Diablo series. You had Diablo Immortal came out, which most people have already kind of given up on. Um, and the excitement that was there in Overwatch, they've kind of killed largely with the community of Overwatch 2. Um, they pay attention to the Overwatch 2 community, and people are overwhelmingly not impressed with Overwatch 2. Um, it's one of those things where the gameplay is fine, like, as far as the FPS action combat part goes, meaning, like, the characters and their ults, like, that part's fun. It's everything else that makes it a community type of game, like the matchmaking and just the, like, events were apparently, like, much more lackluster this time around for the Christmas season. So it's those things that would get people excited about an in-life real community seem to just not really be there. Agreed. And I think part of that's just kind of the soul of Blizzard kind of not being there anymore. Okay, so it's something interesting. I just I just uh, circled back on something because I wanted to see how much information they've got out there. And the BlizzCon website doesn't actually have any information about BlizzCon 2023. <laughs> so they're doing it. You just don't know what it's about. I can't find, like... I saw like a bunch of media outlets say, yeah, they're doing it. And now I can't find anything. So I think, I think part of the, the issue, and I think that this is probably why maybe, maybe there was some retraction going on, but I think that part of the issue is that at th by this point, when is BlizzCon usually? I'm trying I to remember. Know. Is it in October? 
Doggone it. I'm off to... When the hell was BlizzCon? Usually. Let me Google it. BlizzCon... Well, no, you have um, Final Fantasy Fan Fest is coming to North America in July in Las Vegas. And then it comes to Europe in October. And it's coming in Tokyo in early January. So you November. have that going. What? November. Um, so that's... I'm actually much more excited about the... Final Fantasy Fan Fest, personally. Mm. Um, because you still, I mean, Final Fantasy has overtaken really World of Warcraft in terms of the popularity of MMOs right now um, and continues to do phenomenally. Okay, so... Um, it's usually in November, but... Um, I'd be very interested to see what exactly truly happens with BlizzCon because by this point, you would think that the merger with Microsoft will have occurred. That's so true. I wonder if that will have any implications on, you know, BlizzCon. Now, that being said, if BlizzCon actually happens, one cool thing is BlizzCon usually gets a pretty cool ban to close everything up. Uh, sure. They had Foo Fighters one year. When I went, it was Tenacious D. I mean, they they get some some acts to to come, um, and of course, the other beautiful thing is that BlizzCon has always had like a cap off number. It's not as many tickets as we could sell, and um, also because it's it's just Blizzard who, of course, shows off at BlizzCon. Um, you know, they and because there's a cap off, they have. If you want to try out like the latest and greatest stuff, um, you you don't have to wait in line for four hours. It, they they I mean they pump you through that stuff, and it's not like you're gonna feel gypped. Um, I, when I went to BlizzCon, whenever I did, I can't remember now. Um, but when I went to BlizzCon, like I got to try doing certain things multiple times because I just got mm. back in line, and then it wasn't too long after that I was able to you know, try something different. I think I was trying some new features in StarCraft II at the time. I think that's what I ended up doing, but still, Ooh. yeah. StarCraft II, there's the throwback. Not as far back as StarCraft One or War uh, WarCraft II. Uh, I thought you were going to say StarCraft Ghost. <laughs> that's, that's throwing into the ether and then never getting it back. Sure, sure. But my guess is that they're going to return to the Anaheim Convention Center. I think that's basically, unless the convention center is undergoing something, uh, I think that that's where you will find it. Um, that's basically been its home for most of the, the times. I think they changed venues once uh, just because they wanted to try a different area, I think. Maybe. I don't know. But anyways, BlizzCon 2023 um, uh, is apparently happening. So... Get ready Yay. for when the tickets release. Uh, make sure you have your battle.net account. As I learned the hard way, the one time I did go, um, you know, warm up that F5 button. Make sure your F5 button is in tip top shape as you'll be refreshing like a mofo to make sure that you have your chance at the ticket. I'm guessing you will probably not be going. Uh, no, uh, in November, November. I feel like there's a convention that I was thinking about going to in November, but I can't remember now. I, I won't be going to BlizzCon, though. That is minimum. That's like 10 months away so far, so far. Yes. But speaking of uh, uh, something that's not 10 months away, but literally less than a month away, is Chattacon, which Alter Confusion will be returning to. And if you go to the panelist page, I'm there. Uh, but I still don't know where my panel is, and I still don't know um, uh, what other panels I'll be moderating. I did uh, offer up my services to be a moderator for panels there if they so require one. Um, I, we will not have a table there, so I will not be bringing the TV and the banner and the stand and the tablecloth. I will be bringing buttons, though. So if you come find me, I will give you buttons. Noise, but I will not be all the buttons can be yours. Yes, um, 
But uh, yeah, I, I will not be at a table this year. Though I might camp out at the uh, Spooky Dudes uh, table if I need a rest. Just um, take a nap on it? <laughs> just for a breather. Just go under the table and just kind of sleep. Now, I, I do I, I do want to point out, Chattacon is kind of that fun, laid-back convention where everyone, like literally everyone just kind of chills with each other. There's no, you know, like, you got to be a certain level of like, person to hang out with like the the you know the guests of honor they they'll be chilling with the attendees uh, the panelists the the vendors everything so it's 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 a fun convention to go to um this will be my second time going to Chattacon. nice indubitably all right so uh let's go um <laughs> Let's talk about one of the most popular games of 2022, um, Elden Ring. Now, uh, it has a very unique, um, I guess, uh, recognition for 2022, and that is it is the most completed and quitted <laughs> game of 2022. And I will fully, 100% admit, I am in the quitted category because... Um, yeah, it, it is because you're a quitter. Is that what you're saying? No, um, I couldn't beat the first boss. And after I think I put in 20 hours of like grinding and then getting to the boss and then dying and then having to spend an, uh, like 45 minutes to, uh, basically get enough, um, uh, items of whatever to try again, only to lose again. I decided that's not the game for me. That's how I felt about um, Bloodborne. Um, I like the game, but it's one of those where, like, you know, you get to not just the boss, yep. but, like, a part after the boss that you still have to beat to get to, like, the next checkpoint. Mm -hmm. And, like, if you die, you have to go through the entire thing, including that boss again. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, okay, I'm bored now. Like, yeah. And, and I'm not the most, like hardcore gamer when it comes to those kind of things. Yeah. And there comes a certain point where it's like, you know, we have limited number of hours you're going to actually spend on gaming when you get to be, you know, older and we just don't necessarily need that challenge. Now, if they had it where I could have put it like on easy or super easy mode, then cool. You know, let me one shot everything. Let's do it. Um, but understandably so, I get it. It's that type of game. And obviously people love those kind of games. Yeah. Um, and that's the great thing about games is there's, you know, you got the souls type of games for people who love souls games. Mm -hmm. And we, I mean, that's obviously a very popular demographic, but I think the key thing is it's not like they just throw out, Oh, we're going to make another souls game just to be hard. It's also, they're also very well done for what they are. Right. Um, I think you've always put it very well where like when you die, it's cause it's your own fault. It's not like random RNG, BS. Yep. At least it's you. You know, I think it's a different type of annoyance, at least, where it's okay, it's my own fault. It's not that the game sucks. I just couldn't beat it versus, okay, now the game sucks. If it's just RNG that I keep on dying. Yes. And, and I, that's, that's part of the issue is that I, as I've stated several times in, in previous shows, I am the kind of person who attacks a lot, probably, probably forces the attack a little too much, especially when I got to go melee. And, um, and I suck at parrying. And so usually my only way of survival is to basically roll. Uh, and I don't mean rolling the dice. I mean, literally like rolling away, rolling forward, rolling to the left, rolling to the right. If you've watched any of my gaming streams of tales of Arise, you will <laughs> notice that I do not block. I try to roll away from the attack. Yes, if you do the perfect roll, you may be able to do a counter, but the likelihood of me doing a perfect roll is about 10%. I'll just be lucky to roll away or run away uh, from the enemy uh, to live another day. Well, I think the thing is like, because most games, that's fine though. Yeah. Like it's a very small subset of games really basically the souls games yep. you have to do that 
Um, think about it. Like, take it the super popular genre, FPS games, right? Yep. And it's just go when guns are blazing, you just splatter everyone's brains to the ground, right? It's not like, you know, like the most strategy is like, I'm playing, I'm actually replaying again is Outriders. Mm-hmm. And you have to like dodge roll, but it's not like I have to get like a perfect roll or anything. You just see, oh, red AOE in the ground. I'm going to like dodge to the right. Mm-hmm. But you're still shooting the entire time. Yeah. The thing about like so many games are like that where it's, yes, you have to kind of move around some. You just don't stand there like a statue. Um, you know, even game like Hades, right? It's mm-hmm. like, yes, you're strafing a lot while attacking simultaneously. Those kind of games I can deal with. Yeah. But to your point, in a game like the Souls games where it's like not just kind of really mindlessly rolling or strafing out of the way, it's you really have to get it just right or the parry. I can't parry either. I've tried the game for pairing and I just suck at it. Um, like that's why I never played a shield character in like a action game because yep. I'm not going to block, so I might as well just get a bigger sword. No, yeah, like with most soul games, um, it's all about the parrying and it's all about blocking, but it's not like, but the thing is in, uh, I think it, yeah, an Elden Ring, it's not like you can run around with the shield up because you're using stamina to to basically hold it. Yeah. Uh, Because of course, as you're slight, you, it, you don't have infinite stamina. It's not like you could just keep swinging your sword. At some point, you're going to run out of stamina, and all of a sudden, you could be gassed, and your swing is going to become really delayed, and chances are you're not going to be able to raise that shield or parry an attack, and you're going to die really quick. really sounds like your main character just needs to work out more. Yeah, exactly. We just need to put him on a stricter regiment. I mean, according to every book I read with sword, you know, swords and shields, People can fight indefinitely with swords. You know what the funny thing is, though? In Elden Ring, this is what really pissed me off, was the fact that I could, if if I was able to sneak up on the enemy, I, I stood a chance. And it wasn't like my character was stealthy. I just figured out this, this more stealthy, kind of like sneak mm. up from behind mechanic in the game. And yeah. literally, I could kill everyone and everything from behind because... Even if I didn't kill them on the first stroke, they were already so injured that I was able to finish them off. And yeah, I'd take some damage and I'd heal. But the thing is, as soon as you face the boss, it's straight on. There is no, <laughs> you don't get any advantages. So there's no like, you know, first strike. You're. It's more like I might be able to strike on the 10th attempt. And by That's that point, point, I am bleeding so profusely. I'm like, well, I'm dead again. Oh. But anyways, uh, so yes, Elden Scroll, uh, Elden Scroll, uh, Elden Ring is both the most completed and quitted game of 2022. <laughs> um, so we have three more topics, and I'm trying to think. We, let's do the let's do uh, friends of the show real quick, and then we'll we'll finish these three topics uh, because these one could be lengthy, and I don't want you know I I want to get the friends of the show shout outs in. Um, because these are the amazing people who let us do what we do best, and that, of course, is do the Thursday Night Hangout. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, let's do some friends of the show. The first one, of course, has to be the Indie Cluster. The Indie Cluster is an organization of independent game developers that want to gain exposure by being involved in the community. They collectively journey to popular conferences as a traveling booth to help gain attention for their games. They make partnerships in local communities to bring games to the mainstream mindset. They highlight local, unusual, and rare concepts that challenge the paradigm of the common. They also host events to teach kids and minority groups about game development to hopefully one day enter the industry themselves. For more information, go to IndieCluster.com. IndieCluster! Now the next shout-out i got to give is to uh, a gentleman who I think just did another uh, convention, uh, and that, of course, is Noodle Boy Media. Founded in 2015 by Andrew Tran, Noodle Boy Media, previously Wackkid47 Media, is your choice for professional photo shoots and panel recordings at conventions. They pride themselves in providing a high level of professionalism, top-notch experiences, and quality services. If you want more information and to view their full list of services, check out facebook.com slash Media today. Newtable Media! Now, of course, uh, the next individual we got to give a shout-out to is someone who I'm... 
once he's back in town, I will definitely have to call because I could use some adjusting. Ladies and gentlemen, Hero Chiropractic is a unique healthcare practice set up by Ryan Moore. The company's focus to elevate a patient's experience of freedom, creative expression, and joy. They believe that everyone can be a hero and has incredible heroic potential inside themselves waiting to be unleashed. Hero Chiropractic focuses on mobile chiropractic care in the greater Atlanta area. They are committed to healing clients by creating a plan of action uniquely suited for each person. They make that plan of action as convenient and affordable as possible and most importantly suited to your individual needs. For more information, go to HeroChiropractic.com. Ryan Moore! Da, da, da. Ladies and gentlemen, the next shout-out we got to give to is the music maestro himself, Crosspad Creative. Need a new logo or want to work on a full branding and content strategy? Or maybe you need music or audio for your content, just like Alter Confusion. Crosspad Creative offers a whole host of solutions for individuals and small businesses. Just email Josh at crosspadcreative at gmail.com and see what he could do for you. Crosspad Media! And of course, the last one we got to give a shout out to is the longest patron, long, the longest running patron of Alta Confusion. And that, of course, is Agile Axiom. By day, Ax leads both a develop, development team and a system administration team working with satellites at NASA's Goddard campus. But while not in meetings and many times during, he is the Agile Evangelist Agile Ax championing the philosophy of Agile and trying to make the world a better place for software developers, testers, system admins, and software projects the world over. Decades of experience in software development and leading Agile teams are brought to bear against evil processes, inefficient work, and bad habits. For more information, go to AgileAxiom.com. AgileAxiom. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I know that you are dying to find out how ah, how you, my friends, can become uh, friends of the show and have us do shout-outs for you. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I'm happy to tell you that Alter Confusion survives on the love and support of fans like you. And so we have a Patreon page. Patreon lets you, the lovers, the haters, the fans, the demigods, interdimensional beings, demons, gods, aliens, werewolves, mummies, Skeletal skeletal beings, supporters, and more to become active participants in the work we love through a monthly membership. This gives you access to exclusive content, community, and insight into our creative process. In exchange, we gain a bit more freedom to do our best work and the stability we need to build an even stronger creative career. Currently, we have what? Two different tiers. The first tier is a $1 a month or $12 a year tier, and that gives you early access to all of our playthroughs, and of course, the ability to participate in patron-only posts and polls. Uh, now, if you want to feel a little bit spicier or you're feeling frisky, there's the $5 a month, or, which is $5 a month, or the $60 a year. And not only does that give you everything at the $1 tier, but it also puts your name or organization in every single Friends of the Show section of the Thursday Night Hangouts. So if you want to become a patron on Patreon, go to Patreon. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Altered Confusion today. Patreon. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's jump into the uh, the last three stories uh, that we are three topics that we have. Um, the first one deals with a new streaming platform called Kick, which is K-I-C-K. And um, this it's is like a, a band thing. Like you go in and kick some people in the ass for being awesome. Uh, I don't think so. I think it's just a new streaming platform that's supposed to be more streamer friendly in terms of if you're a big name streamer and you, your revenue stream is going to be bigger. Uh, or I guess they're, they're not going to take as much. Now, it has come under fire. Uh, because it's pretty lawless over there, and uh, one streamer decided uh, to, well, he decided to stream him and a prostitute making some very unique um, stuff live on um, on stream. Now, uh, I because of this, a lot of people are going, okay, so it's basically Twitch meets uh, uh, OnlyFans. OnlyFans. There we go. I kept saying, I kept 
in my mind, I was going fans only, but I think I was like, no, that's not right. Only fans. Um, yeah, I, I mean, you know, you've got Twitch who's constantly having to deal with individuals being slightly, um, be very careful, Zelius, uh, slightly uh, risque stuff with like people, girls in bikinis or girls in little kiddie pools and hot tubs. And, and now of course they're super duper cracking down on betting sites, um, being featured at all, uh, on any of the streams. Uh, ironically, one of the most popular, uh, um, types on Twitch in the past has been slots, um, which of course has taken a huge hit because they're, they don't want to promote gambling on their platform anymore. So you mean also any like gotcha game will be banned also? Cause that's gambling. As much as I would love for that to happen. No, <laughs> I know. <laughs> no, 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 no. Not that type of gambling. Just like, you know, like Vegas, uh, or, um, uh, you know, casino gambling. Uh, though I would be very interested to see there are, you know, like those kind of, uh, I guess, I don't know, like games of chance, like, uh, websites, um, you know, where you could get like, not loot crates, but something like the equivalent of loot crates. What about like a gotcha casino game? Like, why is that like, so for instance, yep. A casino game could be mm-hmm. like gotcha, meaning like, you know, you draw two, three star elephants. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like poker, right? You can yep. take them or leave them mm-hmm. and you can like discard them to try to then get a better hand to improve basically what your pot is, which is basically what a gotcha game is. True. Yes. It, I'm sure that there are some very unique and ingenious individuals out there who are trying to create gambling games that masquerade as something else. But I think Mm -hmm. the real thing is when there is any type of currency that equates to real world money being, uh, won and loss, uh, you know, I'm basically on the flip of a coin. Fair. So, um, so yeah. Uh, but anyways, uh, going back, um, to to create a streaming platform at this point that rival that goes up against Twitch is a scary proposition. And you, ha- I mean, I understand. You know, you want to be free. You you want to basically you know make yourself look truly like the the you know the greener grass on on the other side, but. With that freedom, makes you know causes a lot of chances for fuck ups, and yeah, I mean, but what makes it a fuck up exactly though? I mean, if you go to a flight and you don't like what's being displayed, close the tab. No, no, no. I'm not. I'm not saying for the audience. the The problem is that if if an individual and audience members know that there is going to be basically porn or basically it, it, that you want to have reputable streamers on there that allow for, for them to have more freedom. But of course, everyone is going to game the system. And now you're basically, you're making kick, uh, the streaming service kick, basically a cam site, uh, well, guess what the number one category on Kick right now is? Porn? <laughs> nope. Slots and casino. What's the second one? Porn? Uh, the second one is GTA roleplay. And then other, it's like random, other, whatever that is. Porn. Uh, but it makes sense though. I mean, why not? You're filling a need that Twitch and the other streaming websites are not filling. Right. Why but, not? But the I okay, mean, but but here here's the real thing. A lot of the revenue that streamers see is through ads. And there are very few companies out there who will allow their ads to be shown on a website that allows for pornographic or adult content. That's now, why there yeah. is a good reason. See, that's that's that really what is it boils a down to. For not wanting it. Yeah. 
Uh, so, you know, I, I, I <laughs> you know, there, for if, if that's the kind of stuff that you want to watch online, there are so many other websites that already have that up there. I'm sure, uh, that you, you kick, first of all, kick basically screw themselves over two different ways. One, uh, you know, advertisement, you know, trying to get advertisers to, to allow them to show their stuff. And then two, if you want to go the porn route, there are so many other porn sites out there that you're, you know, you're, it's, it's like shovelware, basically. It's just kind of floats there and, and gets lost in the mix. Yeah, no, it's just because I'm looking at the slots and like it's like 1,700 viewers, 1,500 viewers, 500 viewers. Mm -hmm. So obviously, with not being able to do it on Twitch, it looks like this is where your casino people are going to try to go to to do the slots and that stuff. Now, how much money are they going to make though? No, to me, like it's funny because like I personally don't watch Twitch streams, but I can understand. Why you'd watch, for instance, like a Fortnite or a competitive game because you right. want to see the like I understand the mentality behind it. I totally get it. Yeah. Slots, I don't understand. <laughs> I, like I don't either. Like the only time that was ever fun to me is like when you'd actually be at the casino and like your aunt all of a sudden got like the super whammy bonus round mm -hmm. and she could have made out with big bucks. Mm -hmm. Like that was fun because like you're there, it's like you're in the moment, right? Yeah. Like that, I get because like it's you're there, but like just watching somebody on Twitch playing slots, that I don't quite get. It's like I mean, I I just I will never be able to equate anything that happens in the game of slots to like a last minute interception in a football game, or a, a last minute uh, headshot where it looked like someone was about to win, you know, some FPS match, and all of a sudden, or uh, let's. Let's take it back to uh, StarCraft. All of a sudden, it looks like someone's going to get away, and then all of a sudden, it's a Zerg raid. And, oh, my God, they overtake the the the, the team that everyone thought was going to win. I mean, he so got three cherries for, in a row. For slots, I don't know how this would work. <laughs> uh, this is totally fantasy land, but let's just say I'm a kick streamer. Uh -huh. I'm doing slots. Uh-huh. And somehow you can actually invest in my slots. Meaning, let's just say you back me fifty dollars, uh -huh. and I win a hundred dollars. We split that. So you get. So I just get my fifty back. I don't know, <laughs> but like at least then you're getting. I don't know. Okay, like, so I, I, I can't. Yeah, I think like, that. I think that's part of the slots, problem. Is there like a way to crowdsource basically the slot earnings? You know what I'm saying? Right. No, no, but 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 I think you're you're what what you just mentioned, I think that that was uh kind of one of the reasons why they start really cra uh uh you know, cracking on Twitch when they were really starting to crack down on gambling was that uh it, big name streamers were getting uh viewers to basically front them money to then gamble. So it is interesting. So I just randomly clicked on one of the slots mm -hmm. there's a very big pop-up being you must be 18 or older because this is mature content slot well because there's there's gambling right because there's yeah. i mean not that that stops anybody from clicking yes obviously yeah but just, it's kind of interesting i so you know the the day that you know uh are you 18 and you know there's not very many people who are under the age of 18 there's not very many people who be like no of course I'm under 18. So yeah, I should probably leave. <laughs> no, that's never going to happen. You should always say that. Be like, oh yeah, I am under 18. I guess I'm not coming back. I understand it's a CYA thing. So just in case that, you know, the, the, the under 18 person sees something they're not supposed to, or, or does something, the, the website could be like, well, we put a disclaimer that says, if you're under the age of 18, don't do this. I understand that. But at the same time, who the is going to actually hit. No, of course. I mean, oops, my bad. I didn't mean to go to this website. Anyways. I mean, that's easy to do. You know, you just type in the wrong gambling or other random website. It happens to us all the time. 
Of course. Instead of having WWW, type in XXX. Could happen to the best of us. I don't. You know, I'm. I'm not. I don't. I don't want to know if that would actually work or not. Anyways, <laughs> not. Not going to touch that. Um, okay, so there has been a a, a, a growing movement uh, in both online and offline communities centered around um, J.K. Rowling. Mm. Um, as many people have found out, uh, J.K. Rowling is um, a very big transphobic individual. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there has been a lot of people going, don't anything that's Harry Potter, don't touch. We don't want, you know, don't support this, this woman. So my question, actually not my question, but the question that was asked to me was, is, is like buying the, the, the game that's coming out, Harry Potter Legacy, is buying that mean that you support J.K. Rowling's views? It's a good question, and I totally get where they're coming from. And where I come at it from is there's a lot of companies. Mm-hmm. So there's boycotts for various reasons of companies, sometimes due to moral reasons. Chick-fil-A, Hobby Lobby, to name a couple. But I also come down a little bit on the side of, look, if you're going to start boycotting all these companies, you start looking at all of the companies in our totality, it's not inconceivable that pretty soon you'd have nowhere to shop because most companies do something shady. Um, Which is to say, if you want to boycott, for instance, Hobby Lobby or Rolling, more power to you. Like, I don't see an issue with it. Yeah. What I don't like is if you start then having moral implications of my, um, I'll say supporting of that company mm-hmm. through doing it. Because mm-hmm. I don't think that, to directly answer the question, me, for instance, in this case, we're probably talking about Hogwarts Legacy, the video game coming yep. out. Yep. No, I don't think my purchasing that video game means that I also support Rolling's. um transphobia i i don't associate the two because i think we can look at most companies um chick-fil-a is actually a good example because there's the history of who's ceo i um, can't remember off the top of my head you know of what they supported mm-hmm. but i've also read online like some of my tech forums and stuff where like people are like yeah i work for the chick-fil-a like actual corporate offices and like my coworkers are gay and nobody gives a crap so like i get it but at the same time, it's usually much more complicated than just that. Um, I, although the reality is with Harry Potter is business-wise, she was very smart, meaning that basically anything that comes out with Harry Potter associated, she is rolling in the bank. Absolutely. Um, so, I mean, from a business proposal, she is absolutely, I mean, she nailed it, where she's going to be rolling in the dough forever on that. Um, the one place where I actually did draw the line was I did not watch any of the World Cup. Um, because at that point, I was like, everything about the World Cup was 100% from the bottom up built on corruption in terms of Qatar yep. and like the people who verifiably died over there, the slavery and everything. Yep. So that I did draw the line in the sand as far as watching the World Cup. But at the same time, if you're going to watch the World Cup here, okay, like I'm not going to judge you for that either. Um, you know, people make their choices. It is what it is. Um, now, if you were to give, but it's different, like in this case, I would say it's different from supporting, I'm using the word supporting loosely, yeah. supporting rolling through purchasing Hogwarts Legacy is a different thing than me going and giving money to like the transphobia organization are two totally different things. One of those, I think you could judge somebody for the other one. I don't think you can. And so I think that's where I kind of draw the line. Um, especially you look at America, not just America, the world. I mean, every company, it's like a very incestuous relationship. If you actually look at 
how the companies all own each other now. Even though you think like you're buying from some independent company, it's probably owned by Nestle somewhere down the line if it's food. So every like, I mean, you can find images very easily out there where everything is owned by everybody else. Well, look at PepsiCo. PepsiCo, of course, owns all the Pepsi products, but they also own uh, KFC, uh, Taco Bell. I mean, yeah, so it, it's very hard to get away. So if you want to book out them, more prior to you, but it's very hard to get away from that because I've seen that on my Facebook where people are like, you know, boycott Harry Potter because of this. And I'm like, I get it, but I'm, I'm good. <laughs> okay. So, um, so I, I, I do want to point out something Zeely stated, and, and I think that this is absolutely true, um, that I think that there's a difference between buying something from like a store or a company or, you know, a franchise where either, you know, usually the leader uh, is transphobic or homophobic or something. Uh, I think there's a difference between doing that and then donating to a racist organization or a transphobic organization or a homophobic uh, organization or to Trump. Uh, <laughs> uh, but because because here, here's here's the thing. Um especially when it comes to Harry Potter legacy. Yes, Harry Potter, uh, that franchise is attached to J.K. Rowling, who is a transphobic individual. However, coming from being a game developer, you have jobs on the line. So by boycotting this game, yes, J.K. Rowling is not going to get your whatever the cut is of the money when you purchase that game. However... The rest of that money is going towards uh, testers and artists and uh, project managers and coders and their families. So, you know, it, it's it's basically like if um, you're you're hurting a lot more people who are not transphobic. Uh, who are not homophobic, who who aren't racist, who are not bigots, um, by completely boycotting that that product. Okay, like I do not, I do not support the views of Chick Fil A CEO. However, my family ate a Chick Fil A dinner tonight because mm -hmm. it's good food. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, and also by doing that. I'm helping to, you know, that that money then turns into the individuals behind the cash register, the people who, you know, clean up the store, the cooks, uh, you know, that, uh, yes, it's a very small percentage, but still, m me investing in that company is not investing in, in that one individual, but in the company as a whole. Um, you know, so, no. I don't think that by buying something that is attached to an individual who is transphobic is making is saying that I'm okay with their transphobia. I am not okay with their their with their transphobic views at all. But if the game is a good game or I'm willing to try it, I'm willing to try it because I know that the vast majority of that money is going towards individuals who do not share her view. Yeah, I think a little bit also is what is the overall I'm trying to think how to phrase this, like the tone of the company. Right. Like I think in this case, it's one thing where you have rolling yep. with her opinion and then WB is kind of over here doing, because WB is the developer, if I remember right. I, I believe, I believe you're right. I believe it is like WB They're games. doing their thing, right? Yep. And it's not like, it'd be one thing also if WE, WB as an entity What's coming out and be like, yep, you're right. Rolling is correcting her transphobia and we're going to kill, you know, all of the gays in the game. I, I do. I like, do. That'd want... be very different to me also. Right. You know, kind of like on a scale level, like it would also be very different in that regard. Right. No, no. no I, yeah, I, I totally agree. If if that if the company who is creating the product goes, we stand behind J.K. Rowling and all that she says, then, yeah boycott the shit out of them. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. Boycott them. But, you know. Maybe we'll just boycott them for the terrible movies they've been making the last couple of years. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, I'm looking forward to Hogwarts Legacy. Um, I'm not going to buy it day one, but I will definitely be looking out at the reviews yeah. and being like, is this what we had hoped for? Right. Basically, in yep. terms of, it almost looks like Red Dead Redemption in the world of fantasy. It's really what it looks like to me. Hopefully, hopefully it's a solid game. Uh, you know, I, I too am very interested in, in taking a peek at it, but uh, I too will not, you know, be a, a day one purchaser. Are there any day one games coming out that you plan on getting day one? Um, I don't know. I don't. I can't think of any think off the top so. of my head. Okay, so I mean, day one. Okay. So there's only one game that I will be receiving on day one. And that of course is because I kickstarted it. Ah. Uh, so that's the only thing. Um, what, what game is that? Do you remember? Illusion <laughs> Chronicles. It's by the same people who did Sawicodin. Okay. Oh, interesting. Yep. Yes. The 108 stars that you have to collect. Ha 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 ha. It sounds miserable. I only I only tried once and missed one person. And yeah, then never again. Huh? That's it. That's all you can handle. Uh well, I mean, I've I own Swicked in one, three, and four. And only in one did I try to get all 108. Uh the rest of them I usually get like in the 70s or the 80s. So it's not like you know, there you just I'm no longer going way the fuck out of my way to get those hard to reach characters. Cause the thing that you have to understand about Swickadin is that not all the characters are playable. Uh, most, some of them are just there to fill your castle. They might have like, um, uh, they might help you with a, a discount at the store or might be the shopkeeper or the, uh, the blacksmith or the person who helps you get um, a certain component, you know, or ingredient that you could technically get yourself. But, you know, since they're in your castle, they'll get it for you. They'll they'll accumulate a certain amount over time. Hmm. You know, so basically it's just if you find this person, they can make your life a little bit easier by collecting stuff for you. So you don't have to backtrack and maybe have to one hit kill a bunch of creatures just to get that extra <laughs> glowing ice rock or something. But I need that ice rock. No, yeah. oh, I'm sorry, but no. Um, okay. So I got one more topic and this one is, is a little vague, but also very interesting. And that is, with the video games that you've played, do you think that many of the characters in your game would be able to survive in the worlds of other video games? So, for example, do you think that Super Mario, or Mario, Mario Mario, uh, would be able to survive in, like, the world of Sonic? Just for example. I think for the most part, yes, because when you look at most video games, there's still very much a homeosapic central acknowledgement to those games. Um, I mean, there's very few games where it's just like, you know, even Sonic has humans too, because it's got Dr. Wily, yep. right? No, no, Sonic is uh, Dr. Robotnik. Thank you. So, like, Wily yeah, is like, Mega Man. I mean, there's games that are definitely harsh to humans. Like, I've been playing um, Outriders, where basically, like, 99.99% of the human population is dead. Mm -hmm. So, like, Shipper from Mass Effect would probably be at home there. But, like, the people from Stardew Valley would probably not be very happy. <laughs> So it really depends on the game as far as are they going to get along. Um, so, yes, some games like are much harsher than others. Um, 
like Commander Shepard would probably get it right along in Call of Duty, right? Like, oh, sweet. This is my actually, I'm bringing um, Sentinel battle powers to Call of Duty. I'm basically like a magician on the field now. Y'all dead. Sweet. So, so, some characters would actually be harder to kill. Um, they, I think for the most part, the characters we know, because most video games, if you think about it, as the protagonist, like, you have some kind of superpower yep. to separate yourself from the rest of you. I know that's not across the board, obviously, but the, for even Mario, right? He can shoot fireballs from his ass. Um, and then he becomes like a raccoon and star power and all this crazy stuff, right? Yep. So even like your normal plumber can become like a super powered hero. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'd say for the most part, um, most of our characters from these video games would be able to survive in other games, relatively speaking. Uh, you know, take away the extremes of a game like Outriders where everybody's dead. Uh, but for the most part, I would say yes. Yes, a garden, a garden sim uh, in an, a post-apocalypse wasteland probably would be kind of bleak. Um, well, maybe that's exactly what we need. Maybe we need those, you know, gardeners to come into our post-apocalyptic world to help us grow all those dead plants that we forgot how to grow. Maybe that's the problem. Maybe there's not enough of that cross-pollination. Fallout, the farm simulator. <laughs> yes. No, I mean, oh, like, no. like, like now, now, of course, my brain is going, you know, let's see, what would be a terrible combination? Uh, Sonic and Bioshock, like the first one, because Sonic does not do well underwater. And Bioshock is nothing but underwater. So Sonic would probably have PTSD by the time he finished. What you need is you need to get Echo the Dolphin and fall and Bioshock. Okay, Echo the Dolphin in the Fallout Wasteland. Let's see how that goes. But they, like whenever Mario like falls into like one of those like underwater caverns, Echo starts coming off screen, so you can just like ride the dolphin. I mean, like my mind's going, okay, how about this, Skyrim in space, where they don't have spacesuits. Is that basically Mass Effect? <laughs> they don't have spacesuits though. It's like well, actually, okay. cha- but the thing if when you change like the actual Star like, Citizen <laughs> elements. Jesus Christ. The the if once you change like the actual like environmental elements where if it's a completely aquatic game and you put it in a desert, yes, that character's probably not gonna survive. If you put a character who is completely oxygen dependent in space, yeah, that character's not gonna survive. Well, I mean, okay, yes. <laughs> you know, you take like you know, most characters and you just drop them in a one-on-one fight with no guns against Sephiroth. Sephiroth is probably going to win most of those fights. Right. So, yeah, I would agree that, like, given the extremes, yes, most of them won't win, but they just kind of set it up, like, at level one, like, at the base story. Yeah. Um. Ooh, God of War. A lot of characters would have difficulty with God of War. This is true. Like, I mean, you're fighting, like, Gods of the well, same thing with Hades. Yeah, so exactly where my brain was going was yeah. Okay, so well, are, Hades so, as well. Actually, yeah. So some of the more mythological games, a lot of your characters would probably have issues. Well, it'd be like if you, you know, if you're playing where, you know, if you got a character who has no magic skills and one of the big, uh, you put, um, you know, snipe, uh, um. Uh, you know, sniper from Call of Duty into Legend of Zelda, and they have to go up against Ganondorf. You know, you, you're it's going to be challenging. You might get some pot shots off, but I'm pretty sure Ganondorf would be like that tickles <laughs> instead of you know like, ow, you're killing me. You know, and of course, you know, like, I yes. As Zelia stated, you know, at, at the base level, you know, if if you're going, if, I think it would be better. I think it would be more interesting to go like, 
uh, can an individual who's in an FPS exist in other FPS games? Or yeah, I think you met like a little bit of like for like. I think like it's platform reasonable. with platformer. Yeah. However, I, I think yeah, I think that's fair. However, Mario in Metroid. I don't know how he would do. No, because I mean, you got like guns and stuff that Metro that Samus uses. Yeah. That would be. I would. I, I, I don't remember many feathers just laying around for those extra lives in yeah. Metroid. There's no, there's no uh, hidden boxes to hit to get those extra mushrooms. Ooh, any character that can't jump would have difficulty in Mario. Oh, uh, oh uh, so basically, um, any character from Goldeneye. A lot of like fps's a lot of fps especially from like the nintendo 64 days because yeah uh perfect dark golden eye uh and then the um the 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 developers from that uh created another company and they made uh i think it was three games called time splitters which uh you know they didn't have the i remember playing time splitters with you down in uh florida yeah man that's a lot of fun however and, and it's another fps where there's no jumping yeah. So yes, that that would be problematic for many characters. Yes. Yes, it would. Hmm. Interesting. Characters that can't jump in a platformer. How sad would that be? <laughs> hmm. But yeah. So technically, there are quite a few characters who would be able to survive in in other games. But Yes, if you want to take the extreme, there are characters that would not survive in specific situations. Ooh, Deep Rock, uh, what is it called? Deep Rock Galactica? Yeah, or Galactic, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. a lot of characters would struggle in that because they're not dwarves who know how to mine deep into rock. Yeah, yeah, um, um, Again, that's a special skill set. Right. Well, how about, how about this? Let's—I mean, let's go super old school. Let's put like Mario or Samus, or you choose a, a platformer character and put him in Lemmings. Oh my gosh, <laughs> there's a throwback. Yeah. Oh my god, that was uh... Lemmings the RPG. How about uh, how about you put some of those characters into the game Worms? I was just thinking that one too. <laughs> Well, I thought that that was my next thing was from Lemmings to Worms. Yep, um, that's a lot. That it was also around the same gaming era, so it's a logical kind of transient step. So I get it. We're showing our age, ladies and gentlemen, a little bit, just a little bit, you know. Those are some clocks, classics, man, classics. Ooh, or a game like Raptor, or any of like the shoot 'em up games. Ooh, yeah. Not everyone can just jump into a ship and pilot and take off. You know, thousands of hordes of enemies coming at you. How would Link deal with GTA? I think he'd actually do fine, man. Until he, he had to get behind the wheel, take down all those bad boys. Oh yeah, he would. I mean, he would. He would have no problem taking out people. I'd just be scared shitless of him getting behind the wheel. I went for like GTA versus Saints Row. Oh, dude, I love Visa Saints Row. No, we need so is uh, celebrity deathmatch. With the two of them going at each other? Yes. Yes. I'm down for that. I miss Celebrity Deathmatch. That was a lot of fun. Wasn't it Claymation? If I yeah, it was right? Claymation. Go, spinning off on a totally other topic, uh, I guess tangent here, uh, thinking of Claymation because uh, Celebrity Deathmatch was always in uh, a wrestling ring, I stumbled upon the mo- a movie. It's an animated movie that had Scooby-Doo and WWE, where Scooby-Doo and Shaggy team up with The Undertaker. (laughs) It was awesome. (laughs) It was basically like all these these WWE wrestlers were in some kind of like weird moto race, extreme race thing where they all had their, these like themed cars and... Um, Stephanie and Triple H were on a team and you had Undertaker with Scooby-Doo and Shaggy and then um, I can't I can't think of the the other ones off the top of my head but there was quite a few wrestlers in there and and the actual wrestlers voiced them which was kind of cool 
uh, Vince McMahon sang the national anthem at the end of the movie. Wow. I was like, good day. But it wasn't bad. I mean, it sounds like quite something, yo, quite something. It was, it was, it really was. Um, But um, yeah, I mean, to answer the question, once again, it depends on how extreme you want to go with the game. I mean, you can probably pigeonhole most games into a way that you're going to kill the main character. From um, another game, like, yeah. Even like Shepard, the badass. They probably don't know how to farm. Yeah. So you put Shepard into like a Stardew Valley where the only way you can live is by farming successfully. They might not make it because they don't know how to farm. He's just starved so, to death. Yes. So you take any kind of situation, you can probably shoehorn it in such a way where like, oh, they're not going to live. Echo the dolphin in space. <laughs> Did they get a helmet down? No. Echo the space dolphin. <laughs> no, just gone i don't know i think they need helmets i think that's only fair <laughs> or or um how would echo the dolphin do in doom what <laughs> i don't think that makes any sense i, don't, I know i know but i mean the question is so open for that might as well be like the cow level in diablo it's just <laughs> okay sure okay but but you but remember there was that um there was that expansion in the original Diablo that had to do with the cows. Some weird oh. ass cow quest. Yeah. Those cows, you know. Mm-hmm. I tell you what though, it, it's not it's not the main character, but a character you would have to watch out for uh in any game would be the chicken in any Zelda game. Because you piss off that the whole flock comes and kills you. Oh dear. Oh yes. So there you go. The chicken rules the roost, literally. All right, that's all I got. <laughs> the chicken ruler of the roost. Very nice. Um, actually, I think that will be the title of the show. <laughs> the chicken <laughs> will rule the roost. This time you wrote it down. Yes, I know. I did this time. By the way, I, I do apologize that um, I literally posted the uh, the last week's show uh, probably about 20 minutes before this show. And the uh, the title, apparently, that was chosen was As Long As It Wasn't A Face Stomp. I don't remember when we said that or how we said that, but that's episode 40. And this, of course, will be episode 41. Uh, and it will be called The Chicken Will Rule the Roost. So, May the 40th be with you. 41st. I know. I was thinking of the last one. I know, I know. But anyways, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, an early Happy New Year's to everyone who celebrates Woo! the New Year's. Uh, but with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to thank everyone for tuning in to the Ultra Confusion Thursday Night Hangout. For myself, Charlie, and Zilius, it's been a pleasure giving everything come our heads, our mouths, and of course... Our hearts will be back in the new year for another Alter Confusion Thursday Night Hangout. Remember, kids, keep on gaming in the new year. Amen to that, brother.